55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we left off the line. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Let's go! It's Friday. There's plenty of coffee in the thermos. And there's plenty to cover with you today on the show. Hey, everybody watching on Facebook, watching on Periscope, listening on your radio, and tuning in somehow, someway from all parts. Welcome in. I'm Matt in the... Farm Bureau Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Hit them up if you haven't already. Check them out at favrates.com. That is favrates.com. If you're watching, it's right over my shoulder. If you're listening, here you go. Listen up. You want to be a part of the show? Today is... Kind of a prediction Friday. We usually have reaction Mondays around here, and so today is a bit of a prediction Friday. And we're even going to get Mary Liddy's predictions. She's back on the show. Uh, A little later, fingers crossed, we'll see if we can get the homecoming queen in the studio in uh, hour number two. All right, but if you want to be a part of the show, that's really what we want. A couple of ways to do that. Check it out. Give me a shout on the Divini Equipment phone. Divini Equipment. Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It is 995-1059. Text the show on the text line at 885-ESPN or 885-3776, and I'll keep an eye on Twitter uh, throughout the show as well. We had a fun night. Well, I mean, it's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it was a, a fun night last night at Char in Jackson. A big crowd of folks, great food, watched a little football, film study, maybe learned something together, got a scouting report or two. And uh, so our film study dinner in Jackson last night was a success. It's and a beautiful day in Roger the was there. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you Welcome into Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Roger, I know you're busy. I just want to say hello to you real quick. Roger was able to be there. We also um, were able to be graced. By the presence of Jake Wimberly, host of The Drive in the afternoons on WRKS, The Zone, 105.9 ESPN Radio, Jackson, Central Mississippi. Jake was there. And a lot of other fine folks as well. As promised, my man Bill Atkins. I'm sorry, Bob Atkins, not Bill. Who is Bill Atkins? Bob Atkins from uh, Farm Bureau in Madison, Farm Bureau, Madison County. He brought Cole with him, Cole Mitchell. Cole's a former athlete himself, played a little ball at Jones. It's now Jones College, not JCJC. So they were there, and our friends from C Spire, Mr. Jim Richman and Orion Watson, the folks from C Spire were there, and just uh, a lot of um, 
familiar faces. And there were even some folks, it was really cool, there were some folks that are uh, regular listeners to the show that we don't necessarily know the real name, like Walking Bully, who was there. So now whenever Walking Bully texts or calls the show, I have a face with the name and the voice. So anyway, it was great. It was great. We'll do those again uh, in the future. The mailman in Madison starts me off today with a text that says, I'm still chopping on. What a game it was. Look, and I know Braves did not win. It's uh, They give up four runs in the top of the ninth, score three in the bottom, and then lose by one run, seven to six. But look, you know, you have to, even as a Braves fan, you have to sit back, okay, you know, it's a long series. You hate to drop a game at home. Good gracious alive. Now there's an injury. Martin is out. They're bringing up Tehran. Major League Baseball let them do that. Braves still had a chance to win the series. But, you know, the Cardinals, they just, the Cardinals are the Cardinals. They have postseason magic. Is anybody surprised they go in there and figure out a way to win that game? I'm not. And maybe it's pessimistic Braves fan. I don't know. But it, outside of who you root for, that was a heck of a game. A heck of a game. Let me give you a heads up. Uh, later in the show, we're going to talk with Neil Price, Hale State Voice. Now, State is off this weekend, but then they'll go to um, Tennessee, go play up in Knoxville next weekend. And so we may look ahead to that. That's Neil's old stomping grounds. He's from East Tennessee, up in the hills, man. That's where he's from. And so we'll look ahead to that and, and kind of kick it around the SEC a little bit with Neil. That's coming up later in hour number two. As promised, Mary Liddy, my eight-year-old daughter, she's on the show with her picks. We recorded those earlier today. And we just did SEC games. And we'll see if we can get um we'll see if we can get um Annabeth on here. Ernest T says it's not a long series. Well, what is it? It's a five game. I mean, it's the first of three. The first two three wins. I get it. But still, I say it's a long series. It's not like you're out. It's not like the wild card thing, you know? Um, yes, you hate to drop one at home. It's tough. Backs against the wall, maybe you'll play better. I don't know. And Nick, you're right on the text line. The Dodgers showed out. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. They just whipped up on the National League all year long. You know, the, the, the biggest surprise in all of it would be if the Dodgers don't advance, right? Just given everything you've seen and know. And it's just another reason why the rest of us hate your Dodgers. <laughs> We're tired of them being so good so consistently. You know, it's like it was the Giants there for a few years, and now it's the Dodgers' turn. They're kind of replicating what the Giants did, it seems like. Well, I say replicating. They're... You know, in the same vein, maybe not the same number of World Series titles, but you get the point there. So, on to the next one. I mean, what else you going to do? What else you going to do? Hey, and listen, hey to everybody that's uh, watching on Facebook. Debbie, hello to you. Gary, who's uh, in Meridian. Reeves, who's listening over in Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, good uh, Friday, happy Maroon Friday to you as well, Lois. All right, so let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a look. I, you know, everybody's kind of in agreement that the weekend of college football is not the it's not the greatest lineup of games. It's a lot like last week, but still, we're all going to watch, right? And if you're a state fan, look, let me just tell you, what is great is that for, for me, this is one of those years where 
the team gets every team gets two open dates because the schedule moved forward. You know, the season actually started the last week of August, so there's actually two open dates built in for everybody. This is one of Mississippi State's open dates. So when you have those, for me personally, I don't have to go or work any game. I get to be a fan and be at home. And so I'm, I'm looking – I don't care who the games are or what they are. I'm kind of looking forward to sit on the couch and watch a little football on a Saturday afternoon, get up, go outside. And, and even temperature is starting to become a little more bearable. I know it's still hot today, but you, know, you feel that wind blowing in there. We know that we got a front coming in. It just kind of – I don't know if it's wistful thinking, but I'm starting to think – I can feel just a little bit of a difference. So what I want to do here is we'll spend some time in the first hour. We're going to take a look and and make sure we all know when and what time and where all these games are happening. Hey, first, though, Roger, did I hear you get back? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Hey, man. uh, That was a good event last night. Well, good. I I hope so. I hope it was good. I enjoyed it, and I was really glad that you and Jake were able to make it out there. And the – the Ole Miss guy, he was, you know, he seemed to enjoy it as well. Yeah, we had some Ole Miss mix, mixed in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we had some neutral in there as well. We had a bunch of folks for, in there, you know. And for those who wonder, yes, he he, he did Ole Miss State and then some other folks. Uh-huh. So it's a mixed bag. Yeah, food was good out at Char. Oh, hey, delicious, Roger. Man. Let me tell you what I did. <clears throat> so you know, did you, get, did you get yours to go? You know, they gave me a big to go bag because I'm talking, so I didn't get to eat when y'all ate. So and, I bet you went with the chop. Well, they put a pork chop in there for me. Yeah, you got a handle. All right, so, right. And I could have eaten it while I was driving last night. I got home at midnight, but I didn't. You know, I just I brought it all home and stuck it in the fridge. Oh. All right, so it was pork chop, mashed potatoes, you know, like a little bed of rice, um, and then a dessert was in there. There was some asparagus in there, but I'm not a big asparagus fan, so I didn't, you know, I didn't save that. So when I got home, I stuck all the other stuff in the fridge. And I heated it up for lunch today in the microwave. And let me just tell you, buddy, (laughs) if everything came out of the microwave tasting as good as that leftover stuff from Char did, then I'd be all about the microwave every day. That pork chop was fantastic, buddy. (laughs) Fantastic. It was outstanding. It's been the best part. It would have been fantastic at 70 miles an hour, too. Yeah, it sure would have. (laughs) But the thing about that is when you're sleepy, this is what I do. When I'm driving and I know I'm going to be sleepy or I'm already sleepy, I I am hesitant to put a bunch of food in my stomach because then a full stomach on top of that, and then I really start fighting the drowsiness, which I don't want to do. I I think having an empty stomach and being really hungry helps me to stay awake when I'm driving late at night. It's just my theory. But anyway, Roger, I just want to say I'm glad you were able to be there and I hope that uh, you had a good time. I think you know it seemed like everybody enjoyed it. But yeah, and I, I bet Oliver really did. He's the one who took home that uh, Yeti cooler. How about that, huh? Yeah, our yeah. man Oliver, who's a listener to the show, um, we drew his name out of a hat, and he got the Yeti cooler. Compliments of Madison County Farm Bureau Insurance. Bob Atkins brought it in there, and uh, one of those nice Yeti coolers got the Farm Bureau logo on the side of it. Brand spanking new, fresh in the box, and. Uh, yeah, he got to go home with that. So that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Okay, let's look at the game. Speaking of fun, it'll be fun tomorrow to watch some college football. Uh, SEC start times and who and when and where. Uh, the one that I know you have circled, I have circled, everybody has circled. It's pretty much the same thing. It is that 2.30 CBS game. It's Auburn at Florida. This is a deal that doesn't happen much because of the convoluted scheduling model in the SEC. 
So we don't get to see it much. Auburn versus Florida, let alone playing in Gainesville. Been a lot of years. And uh, it's a two it's two top ten teams. Now they're both five and zero. They're both two and zero in the SEC, but they have a different look and feel to them, don't they? Or it seems that way anyway to this point. Uh, you know, some doubters on Florida. Even I did early on. You after beating Miami, you watch it. They kind of squeak by. Miami's not great, and you know, kind of get by Kentucky on the road and didn't look just necessarily dominant or anything. And you go, well, I mean, are they really a top ten team? One of the best ten teams in the country. But they're 5-0 and and 2-0 and in the SEC, and they've really kind of taken care of business, even with the backup quarterback now. Auburn rolls in there, though. They really have looked like a top-10 team, and they didn't have any trouble with State last week. So it's number 7 versus number 10. That's a 2.30 CBS game. Before that, though, the first thing that will pop up on the SEC network at 11 a.m. is Utah State at LSU. It's in Baton Rouge, 11 a.m. LSU will win the game pretty handily i think they're almost a three touchdown no they're a they're almost a four touchdown favorite <clears throat> not quite but almost a four touchdown favorite but utah state's competitive they're decent they're three and one and they play out in that what is it the mountain west are they in the mountain west yeah so that's your 11 a.m sec network game is utah state lsu 230 cbs auburn florida three o'clock on the sec network is troy at Missouri, Missouri better than a three touchdown favorite at home. They are three and one. Troy is two and two. That's at three on the SEC network. And then two night games in involving SEC teams. One is on ESPN and the other is on the SEC network. Six o'clock on ESPN is that Georgia at Tennessee game. Third ranked Georgia, four and zero. Oh. Tennessee one and three, but Tennessee the home team. Georgia, I think I'm back now, Roger. Georgia, a better than a three-touchdown favorite in that one. And then at 6.30 on the SEC Network is the Vanderbilt-Ole Miss game. So, you know, what's great about that for Ole Miss is they've had a ton of these Ole Miss-Vandy games where home or away, they've played those at 11 a.m. But you get a 6.30 because all the other SEC teams are off. You get an SEC-SEC matchup. They'll put it in prime time on the SEC network because there are no Alabamas and South Carolinas and Kentuckys and Mississippi States and, and playing this weekend. They're all off. So Vandy Ole Miss gets a good slot, 6.30 tomorrow night in Oxford on the SEC network. Vandy's 1-3, and 0-2 in the SEC. Ole Miss 2-3, and 1-1 one and one in the SEC with the win over – Ole Miss with the win over Arkansas – and the uh, well, it says one and one in the SEC. Is that right? Who's the other SEC team Ole Miss has played? Alabama. That's it. I forgot about that one. How could I forget? That was last week. So they're one and one, and Ole Miss right out of touchdown favorite according to uh, whatever service ESPN uses. So that's your SEC stuff, and I think a lot of people we're interested to see, you know, if John Rice Plumley is going to start. We kind of feel like he is, and. What's that going to look like at home, starting in a game and a chance to use his legs and see if he can get an SEC win, put him above 500 in the SEC and um, get him their fourth win of the year. It'd be a heck of a note if they can do that. It should be a competitive game, though. It's a game where, you know, uh, it's kind of that way always, even when Ole Miss has a big advantage in the talent category. I'm not sure they do this year. So 
you know, if Vandy plays well and Ole Miss turns it over or something like that, Vandy's capable of winning that game. And so it could be a good competitive game in Oxford. You know, and in the top 25, if you're going to watch television tomorrow, there's some interest early in the day. It's just it does not involve ranked versus ranked. You just don't. It's another weekend in a row here. Week five was the same way. Now in week six, the same way. We just don't have a lot of top 25 matchups head to head. You know, playing each other. But there is a little bit of interest because, for instance, you know, you're going to watch ESPN Game Day tomorrow, and when it goes off the air at 11, you can flip over to ABC at 11 a.m. and watch sixth-ranked Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts playing against Kansas, who's coached by Les Miles. So there's a little interest there, right? Just flip it over as you eat your nachos prior to lunch. Also at 11 a.m. on ESPN, which will be the, you know, as soon as game day ends, they'll roll right into Purdue at Penn State. Should be a blowout. Penn State at home, they're 4-0. They are a four-touchdown favorite over Purdue, but, you know, it's Big Ten, Big Ten. 11 a.m. on ESPNU, eighth-ranked Wisconsin is um, will be all set to, to beat up on Kent State. And at 11 a.m., you have one of the few ranked versus ranked opponent games outside of that Auburn-Florida game. 11 a.m. on Fox, it's Iowa at Michigan. And Michigan ranked 19th. Iowa ranked 14th. Records are similar. Iowa's 4-0, Michigan's 3-1. But Michigan is only a field goal favorite in the ballgame. So you don't know. I mean, that, that could be one of the better games in the country. And, um, you know, certainly should be right up there with Auburn and Florida, at least in terms of interest for ranked opponents, because you just don't have any others. Uh, Again, a bivy of games that are on television at 11 a.m. FS1 is going to have Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. And, you know, Oklahoma State a favorite on the road, and they're ranked at 4-1 and of the year. Texas Tech's 2-2, and not ranked. But you know how that goes. You you give me Big 12 teams like that that are going to throw the football. Who cares what they're ranked? Anything can happen. We'll see at 11 a.m. So I mentioned the Auburn-Florida game is the CBS game at 2.30, but you also have at 2.30 Texas at West Virginia on ABC. Texas is ranked 11th. They're 3-1. and one. West Virginia is also 3-1, and one, but they're not ranked. Texas number 11 in the country, and they're a 10-point favorite on the road, but that's the 2.30 game on ABC. The 2.30 game on NBC is obviously Notre Dame. Notre Dame hosting Bowling Green. It'll be a blowout, won't be close. But you know, I think there are, you know, in terms of a a viewing slot, there will be probably more interest in 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 terms of ratings and stuff around the country for that 230 slot this weekend. Auburn, Florida on one channel, Texas, West Virginia on another, as there will be really for the late games that are going to be on TV. Because I've given you those examples. ESPN's going to have Georgia, Tennessee blowout at six. At 6.30 on ABC, you're going to have Michigan State at Ohio State. Maybe Michigan State pulls it off. They're ranked in the top 25, but Ohio State's a three-touchdown favorite at home. 6.30 on ESPNU, you got SMU hosting Tulsa. Roger, I bet we didn't even realize that SMU is back in the top 25 in college football. I did. The first time since... Is it the first time since 
the, the what did they call it? The big downfall. What did they call it? The Pony Express, where everybody was getting paid, and they gave them the death penalty. How about that? SMU in the American Conference is five and zero. So you can't come back after the. Yeah, it might take you forty years, but you can come. Back. <laughs> uh, SMU is led by former Texas quarterback Shane Bouchel, and uh, he's playing well. He's at thirteen hundred yards and ten TDs on the year. Not Joe Burrow type numbers, but certainly not bad. Has SMU in the top twenty five? They're at number twenty four, five and zero, and they're hosting Tulsa. Two touchdown favorite SMU. And then uh, Saturday night, out west, you have some later games. 7 p.m. kickoff here on Fox is Oregon hosting Cal. Cal is out of the top 25. Oregon is in at number 13. And then at 9.30, if you stay up late tomorrow night, if you're a night owl, 9.30 tomorrow night on ESPN, you'll be able to watch 15th-ranked Washington at Stanford. And also at 9.30 on the CBS Sports Network, you'll have 16th-ranked Boise State at UNLV. But again, man, it's just amazing. You look across the entire scope of all the top 25 games this week, Roger, and I mean, the point spreads are, you know, 22 and 16 and 18 and 20 and 24, 45, 28, 35, 32. You know, LSU, a 26 and a half point favorite over Utah State. And man, it's just boring. It's going to get better. You know, next week will be better. You get into November, it's all going to be a little more compelling. But, man, last week and this week, just stinkers across the board. Really is. Are you going to be just sitting there all day watching TV? I just won't be able to do it. Eating nachos? <laughs> I wish I could. But I know my sandwiches. I, you know, you're, you're so active all the time, it's hard to just sit there a whole day. So I'll be up and down. I'll spend some time outside. I may get up early in the morning when the sun comes up and go fishing. Then come back home and watch game day, you know? Take advantage of the day off. Just getting started on Friday. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Look, um... By the way, live in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I'm Matt. Roger's here. Last night, Roger and I both were at the uh, football film study dinner that we had in Jackson. And so we got done there at Char Restaurant at about 8 o'clock, I guess, Roger. Maybe just a hair, but really right at 8 o'clock. The reason I know that is because... I looked down at my clock, and I knew I'm trying to wrap it up by 8. And my wife couldn't be there, right? Homecoming Queen couldn't be there. Yeah, that was the only disappointment. I know. And several people asked where I she was. I looked around and around, and lovely ladies there, but no Homecoming Queen. Yeah, and, and it was just one of those things. And she really wanted to be there, and she was really worried about not being there because she is such an organizer, and she keeps everything. And she's, like, texting me. Go in this order. Do this and then do this. Don't forget this. and Don't forget the prayer, you know, and things like that. <laughs> and Miss uh, Carol Ann Oakman, our friends, some of our best friends uh, on my wife's side of the family, she and Doc, Miss Carol Ann and Doc, who are retired and they live there in uh, the Madison area, 
They came and, and Miss Carol Ann kind of handled a lot of the things of welcoming people and doing the drawing at the end and helping us organize and keep, you know, and taking some pictures, the things that Annabeth would have done. So I just can't thank them enough. Some of the sweetest people on God's green earth. No question about it, Carol Ann and Doc. Um, Roger, I don't know if you got to meet Doc, but you realize he had a pacemaker put in in August. Wow. Yeah, just they've, like. They've come a long way, I guess. And, you know, well, he was telling me, I didn't realize, but. They didn't even put him all the way to sleep. This, wow. this, you know, that little twilight sleep they do, uh, anesthesia, where you're kind of out but not, yeah. <laughs> and put a pacemaker in. <clears throat> but anyway. Kind of like that joke I told you the other day. What was that? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the doctor became a mechanic. <laughs> that's right. Um, call me. I'll tell you off the air. Yeah, that's right. Call Roger. On it's not the, bad or anything. <laughs> really. Call him on the Divinity phone at 99 99- Five one oh five nine. He'll tell you a joke. Um, but anyway, uh, we were there, and what apparently was happening while we were there last night, Roger, and not, you know, you and I, neither one really glued into social media and seeing what was going on. But apparently, what was happening during that time was smoke starting to billow out of Oxford about a new chancellor at the school. Ole Miss. Again, having not followed it step for step or every jot and every tittle, as the Bible would say, I, I looking back on it, apparently what happened is a list of like the eight top candidates got leaked at some point yesterday. And then the um, a couple of the names on the list publicly put out there, no, I'm not up for that job. You know, like, the guy at the University of Arizona says, no, I haven't even been contacted. So it was like, people were like, what's going on? And then by the time we got done, like at 8 o'clock last night, I get in the car and before I pull out of the parking lot, I check my phone, I call my wife, I look to see if I had any texts that I would missed before I start driving. And I see on one group text that I'm on, there's all kinds of stuff on there about they're hiring this guy named Boyce, I think was the last name, of the of the supposed new chancellor at Ole Miss. Boyce, and there's all this negative reaction to it, like all over the place. There's positive reaction. There's also a lot of negative reaction to it right away on social media. And I, when I say negative, I mean like really negative from some people and some portions of their fan base to this supposed hire. And they announced they were going to have a press conference today, on this Friday, October 4th. Going to have a press conference at Ole Miss today. And everybody assumed, yeah, they're, they're about to announce this guy as the next chancellor. Well, so two or three things. One, and then I'm going to give you a piece of news here. One, I already told you, like right away it looked like on social media and all this stuff, there was just this big negative reaction to it. Like big old just... Backlash and outcry on social media, which I always find a little interesting. It's not possible that that many people really know what they're talking about. (laughs) So what happens is a few people get negative and then everybody follows suit and, and stuff like that. The other thing, though, is a piece of information comes out that the guy who is supposedly hired as the chancellor all this stuff and Twitter and everything saying it's the same guy that they hired to lead the search. 
<laughs> yeah. Which to me is like, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I don't care one way or the other, and I don't know. I think it's very possible that you would hire somebody to lead your search for a certain leader, a certain job, chancellor, or whatever, and you get into it and go, well, man, the guy we really need is the one we hired to lead the search. Why don't we just have him? I mean, it's it's certainly possible. It's just funny is what it is. He's just don't. It's really out of the ordinary. <laughs> so you hire somebody and you pay them a bunch of money. Roger, I know you were on the phone there for a second, but so the, on this chancellor thing, apparently they, they hire somebody and pay him a lot of money, like six figures to lead their search for the new chancellor. And then they just, he basically just like, what did he do? He hey, hired himself? I'm not doing anything. They paid him over the 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 rumor is that they paid him over a hundred thousand dollars to lead their search for a new chancellor, and now they've come back around and just hired him. Very LSU. They're about to pay him twice. <laughs> so anyway, the the piece of news is this. Um, I'm seeing this tweeted out earlier today. If the account and everything is legit, I'm just going to tell you what it is. It it says the name is Taylor Vance. On Twitter, it's at Taylor underscore Vance 28. He is a government reporter for the North Mississippi Daily Journal, according to his Twitter profile. He does list that he's in Oxford. and That's going to be exciting work. Yeah, and he's at djournal.com. And he tweeted this. UPD Chief Ray Hawkins announces the press conference is canceled because of people in attendance who, quote, Choose not to be civil. Now, if this is legit. Burying the lead is what here. what's happened. <laughs> what, what's the surrounding issue? What, what's the fire that's got this smoke coming out? And what are they canceling it over? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What, what happened? Somebody ask a nasty question or, I mean. I don't understand. Reporters aren't generally rude. I mean, unless you're, no. you know. At the national level. Well, and it's a press, but see, apparently what's going on, Roger, is it's not reporters. It's, it's what? I mean, I'm just saying people oh, that maybe are, some, uh, they're, yeah, yeah, they're just interested. They're, they're um, fans of Ole Miss or graduates boosters. or something. <laughs> yeah. And they're protesting this thing. Oh, they don't like this guy hiring you. Well, I'd, I'd agree with them. It doesn't smell right. There are people, listen to this, they were going to have this press conference. I'm seeing it all over Twitter right now. They were going to have a press conference to announce this guy as the next chancellor. And I'm seeing video of people in the lobby at this, the inn, the hotel there on their campus where they were going to announce him. They've got protesters. They're holding up signs. One of them says, this is embarrassing. The, another one says... Oh, heck, I can't read it. It's too far away. Well, See, this is embarrassing. He's not going to get the job. Somebody's holding up a sign that says, IHL is a sham. There's all kinds of people holding up signs and chanting in protest. This is crazy. Weird. I, I can't wrap my head around it, to be honest with you. I just can't imagine it. If there's that much dissent and it's that strong of opposition that they wouldn't at least pump the brakes. 
well, take a look at it. Hey, you know, that may be what's happening. Actually, they're calling off the press conference. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, There's more to see here. More details coming up as they keep popping up on Twitter. And y'all be nice. <laughs> y'all chill out and be nice. Stick around. What we're dealing with here is a. Hey, Roger, a little while ago, mm-hmm. my wife and I were both looking at television, and uh, I flipped it onto a channel that was showing the uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, the first one, when uh, Chevy Chase, when they have the slow-motion foot race to the front of Wally World, only to find out that it's closed, yeah. you know, after this two-week journey. <laughs> and That station wagon doing that thing out in the desert where it- Kind of flew through the air. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen to this. Excuse me. We watched it, and I told Annabelle, I said, look, 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 he's about to hit that moose. Look, watch. And he gets so mad, he punches that moose right in the nose. You know, uh, Marty Moose, from whatever it is, Wally World. And Annabeth gets tickled and then looks at me, and she goes, she says, every time I see this, I've always told you that you are Clark Griswold. And I see this, and she goes, Matt, I'm telling you, you would absolutely drive us somewhere only to find out you didn't check ahead of time that it's close. And when she said that, she tickled herself so much that she got so, she started laughing so hard, bent over in laughter. One of those deals where, you know, like, she cannot catch her breath. She's laughing so hard. I'm eating my lunch. I got Dr. Pepper in my mouth. I'm about to spit it out. And I start laughing really hard watching her laugh because she's laughing so hard at just the thought that it's finally hit her just how much like Clark Griswold that her husband is. He is every man. She was crying laughing at this realization she had had watching that part of that movie. Gonna, uh, does she have an analog character in that movie? I, I don't know what that means. I mean, does she, is, does she have a someone in the movie that she's kind of like? No, um, she really <laughs> doesn't. So we're going to get her in here in a little bit and get her to explain that. I hope her tickle box gets tr- turned over like it did before. That'd be good radio. The coffee is good. It's still hot. Coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. You need to get it there if you haven't. Highpointroasters.com. Great folks. Dan, the coffee man. All right, let me see if that I can. been good with the dessert last night. You oh, know, you'd have, boy. You'd have thought about it. Yeah, buddy. Good little tie-in. They might have uh, given you a little promotional hey, product. Speaking of that, at Char, what kind of dessert did you get? I got the, um, the. I, I don't know what it was called. It tasted like bread pudding. It was yeah. really good. A, a, a pecan it's, crumble or right, something. Right, and it's yeah. supposed to be hot. See, I put yeah. mine in the fridge, and then I tried to eat it without heating it up. So I'm going to have to heat that sucker up later. No, pretty, uh, pretty tasty. Adam Ganacho or Ganachow, who is with Mississippi Today, he is at this thing in Oxford, and he put it on Twitter. Jay, thank you. Jay is listening to the show, and Jay tweeted it to me and said, Matt, here's what happened. And so Ganachow is covering it, was there, shot a quick video of what's going on, and tweeted it out. Real quick here, Roger, I'm going to turn this up so that maybe... That, yeah, breaking news. Thank you. I'm going to turn this up so you can hear it. 
So Ganichow tweeted the chant. There was a hotty toddy chant, and then he says that this chant broke out with people saying, What the hell, IHL? <laughs> Here's what it sounded like. Let me see if I can turn it up where you can hear this. I love sports fans. Yeah. See if you can hear it. That's a pretty substantial crowd. It's a big crowd. I'm looking at Sounds the video. like a pep rally. It's not just a few people. I mean, this scene at Ole Miss right now, over merely the leaking on social media of the hire of the new chancellor, and it happens to be a guy named Boyce who was the president at Holmes Community College, and somebody... Oh, no, that'll never do. Well, I texted Jake last night, and it was late. And, and I said, so Ole Miss has hired a new chancellor, and he sent back, that's what I'm hearing. And then I texted somebody else. They sent me some info on the guy. And, and he looks to me to be one of these guys, Roger, who his career has been incredibly upward, upwardly mobile, like started as an assistant football coach in high school and private school in the 80s. And at every turn, he like – and he worked his way up to this school, and then he worked his way up to head coach, and then he worked his way up to uh, administrative position. And, and the next thing you know, he's an interim president in, in a junior college. And the next thing you know, he's the president of the school. The next thing you know, he's the IHL board president or whatever they call it, the head of the IHL. I mean, he's he just works his way up and up and up and up, which looks this really is, po positive to me. Is his hobby photography? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Some honestly, pictures he has. I'm just finding it interesting, and and I really believe that what this is is a majority of these people look at it and go, "Wait a minute, I'm an Ole Miss fan. We paid him to lead the search committee, and now he's hired himself. I'm not having this." And they have literally gone to where they were going to have a press conference and thrown a fit. Hope they hadn't signed any papers yet. Well, I mean, that's a good point, Roger. After this kind of thing happens, do you just go through with it and hire him? Or do you run a bigger risk if you let 50 people come in there with cardboard signs and making up a chant at your press conference cause you to not hire him? Like, which is worse? <laughs> you know how this works better than I do at, at these large universities. Would not something like this have been discussed with the – the maybe the alumni who give has to have been and it so they they would have they would have been like okay with it apparently mm -hmm. so this is uh it's weird man it, it's to me it's just it how does anybody that is protesting this know whether or not he would or wouldn't do a good job as their chancellor that's what you're saying roger is the the people who have the most information <laughs> have decided they want this guy. And before he even gets a chance to, like, give a speech, all these people have decided they don't need him. Don't want him, don't need him. It's not what they want. It's not what they want. So we're going to kick our feet and scream and throw an absolute royal fit just because it's maybe not some name, okay? And it's a guy who is in Mississippi and has been here for a long time and has done nothing but work his way right on up the ladder. You can't convince me that somebody's not doing a good job if at every point somebody wants to hire him up. Does that make sense? And and they're throwing an absolute royal fit.
A couple things here. Um, they may not like the idea of a community college. They, they may not want to be a promotion gig. They may want to be, yeah. you know, uh, somebody, you know, a, a destination gig. Well, but okay. but if they if they're a fan, what gives you the right to throw a fit and go protest? I mean, you can, I guess, but why? Look, yeah, is, isn't a decision made by like the IHL? It is. The decision. So somebody, is, no, nobody at Ole Miss is involved with this. this yeah. Top right. down stuff. All Maybe right, look that's at this. It. All right, so three hump camel on the text line says, Matt, this is the same school who hired a search firm in order to hire Matt Luke. Well, the thing about that is they all hire search firms. It's like a formality thing almost to cover their own rear end legally. Um, that's a good point. Bulldog Barney sent us a picture of his lunch, and it's sardines and crackers. Look at that. Does that look gross or what? You could lose weight on that diet. I love sardines and crackers, man. I eat it every day of the week. Okay, JR says, the liberal professors and Ole Miss I, uh, have organized against this guy because he is a conservative. Oh. Okay. Right. Well, JR, thanks for the input. See, I wouldn't know. I, I, don't, un I don't know – one side or the other. Just don't know. Um, Bulldog Blitz says, Ole Miss trustees approved him last night. So, yeah, some influential, uh, let's see, some influential land sharks had a say-so, he says. <laughs> was that you doing that sound, Roger, or was that my computer? I think it was your computer. Well, how in the world did it? Okay, well, I don't know. I have no idea where that came from. More Bully says, Ole Miss is known for not wanting people to come there. And then he says, see James Meredith. Fluffy says, Boyce has a very visible record, though. What is the state of education in Mississippi? But see, again, it's kind of over my head, Fluffy, to say, well, okay, he's on the IHL, so we're going to tie every single solitary thing to him. Again. I hate to be like this kind of like this mediator in between, but I'm getting this information at the same time you are. I told you that Roger and I, we were at the event up until 8 o'clock last night, and everything had kind of busted loose by that point. Then I drove home, get home at midnight, wake up, start planning today's show. Next thing you know, we're starting a show. They have a press conference. They're protesting it. Protests. Bates on the line right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line, listening in Jackson. Hey, Bates, what's up? What's up, Matt? Yo. I got one uh one thing to tell you about Dr. Glenn Boyce. He was my elementary principal uh growing up. Okay. And um he was also our head football coach. And the only time I really got my butt chewed by just being a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I got ran over I got the uh, starting quarterback ran over me in practice one day when I was about 10 yards behind the play, and they had a bad day of practice. And starting quarterback was almost hurt for that game, and it was a big game, and he let me have it. He let you have it, huh? So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, one other thing. One other thing. we got to have some uh, football Friday music. Sonic Boom, please. Okay, we'll do that. Hour number two is right around the corner, and three things I guarantee to you. Number one, Sonic Boom. Number two, Neil Price. Number three, my daughter's picks. And then I'll try to get the homecoming queen on the headset at some point. Bates, thanks for listening, man. I appreciate you. Oliver texted the show and said, great event last night. He learned a little football. 
and can't wait for the next one. Oliver, congrats on the cooler from Farm Bureau, and appreciate you coming. Hour number two coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.